Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the third episode of the YouTube Business Academy podcast, where we talk about how to start a business on YouTube and treat YouTube as a business rather than as a creator. My name is George, and today I'm joined by my co-host Ron, and we are joined by our lovely friend Marcel, who is tuning in from Barcelona. Boys, I'm very excited for today's podcast because we will talk about why Mr. Beast is soon going to be posting one short per day on his main channel and his overall thoughts about shorts and why are they the single biggest opportunity for anyone starting YouTube in 2023. Moreover, we'll recap our conversation we had with Dave Nick and discuss why selling a digital product in combination with YouTube traffic is by far the highest margin online business model ever. So with that in mind, let's begin. Boys, how are you? I'm doing great. Yeah. Awesome. Me too. How are you, George? Yeah. I'm doing fantastic. Thank you for asking. So, Ron, as we have the tradition, I do the intro and you take it away (laughs) to the first topic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, like the YouTube Shorts part again, we talked a little about it in episode one and episode two as well. Uh, basically, Mr. Beast was in the Full Send podcast, I think, this week. So, in the week of October 5th. Um, and he basically told the whole future of YouTube Shorts and how he saw the future like of that kind of, th- that kind of content, you know, the short form content. Crazy interview. Uh, yeah, yeah. So if you haven't watched it yet, make sure to watch the podcast. If if I at the top of my head, the fifty-eight minute, he talks about YouTube Shorts. Yeah, I think he starts talking at a fifty-eighth minute. Yeah. Yeah. So if you haven't watched it, make sure to to watch it. Basically, to give a recap, um, Mr. Beast is saying uh, that from the first of January, twenty twenty-three, uh, YouTube will. Uh, change the monetization program. Uh, they will go from a YouTube short fund to the normal monetization program like they have right now for the long form content videos. So just how it is for that as well. And basically what Mr. Beast is saying is that a lot of people will go from TikTok to YouTube shorts with the simple reason that YouTube has like 10 year experience with paying creators. TikTok has zero experience with pay, paying creators almost zero i i know they 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 launched some t- some sort of monetization but it's not yet as optimal as youtube and that's also logical because youtube is way longer in this game so uh, in 2023 uh, mr beast expects a lot of tiktok creators uh, heading from tiktok to youtube shorts and another very big uh, reason for this is also what mr Beast said is it's simply a gateway uh, to also start making long-form content on your YouTube channel. As we all know right now, that's very difficult to do on your TikTok channel. Um, like converting your TikTok audience to YouTube, you, your long-form YouTube videos is, is, is way harder. And now with the bridge made between YouTube shorts and long-form content, it will be way easier for TikTok creators to, 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 to do that right now on YouTube. So. I think we are going to see a huge wave of people going towards YouTube Shorts. YouTube Shorts will become even bigger. Uh, and I think a lot of big YouTubers will stand up because they will double down on YouTube Shorts. They will double down on the long-form content. 
And I think we're going to see some very big TikTokers pop up on YouTube getting millions of subs because they're going double down it on it. Because if we check the, the, the monetization model we, YouTube has right now, you can get some pretty decent money if you get a lot of views on your long form content. I don't think the shorts will have the same uh, CPMs, of course. But still, even if it's like 10 or 20%, it's still a lot because with the YouTube Shorts, it's way and way easier to get millions of views. So that's basically the recap of Mr. what Mr. Beast uh, told in, in the podcast. So make sure to check it out. And 2023 will, will be a very exciting year for people to start off. Like if they want to start a business, first of all, at, uh, on YouTube, it's very easy to just start off with YouTube Shorts since it's not that difficult. And then you can just start... A, maybe later on with, with a full YouTube channel. So it's a perfect gateway to start a five, six, seven figure YouTube business on the long term. So yeah, exciting things coming up. You know, I went through phases when it comes to YouTube shorts. When they first launched, I was like, oh no, don't bring TikTok to the YouTube platform. And then I played around with them. I experimented myself, but YouTube really took some time to integrate shorts properly onto the user interface. We've seen them change multiple times, the way they're presented and everything. Now YouTube reported they have over one and a half billion monthly active users using shorts. And, you know, now I'm at the stage where everything kind of is starting to solidify and YouTube shorts is going to become like a brother of long form content on YouTube. It's not going to be any longer like a weird cousin, you know, like, oh, like who, exactly. like, who is this guy? You know what I mean? No, 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 it's like, oh yeah, that's my brother. He, he, he's just the, the shorter guy, you know, he's just doing like short form content. Yeah, but, but it, it, like it, it all happened since like one month ago. Exactly. Like before this, uh, to, the algorithms were different. Someone that watched your short, uh, did not get a recommendation to the long-form content. That all changed right now. Yeah. Uh, at the moment, a lot of people hate the layout on the YouTube homepage, like when you upload normal videos and shorts, like it looks ugly. But also Mr. B says YouTube is working on it of and course. it's also an easy fix. They can just make a simple tab. Of course, of so, course. They're going to fix that 100%. Yeah, definitely. And it's also a very good thing uh, because with the monetization, you can also get monetization with the views from YouTube shorts. So... It makes it easier for everyone, especially if you know how to grow on YouTube Shorts, which at the moment is not that difficult uh, because, yeah, YouTube is asking for those short content, you know, they need it to be TikTok. But I think it's so, important to, yeah. for people to understand that this is not information from you, Ron, or from you, Marcel, no, or from me. From you. Yeah. This is not something that we just sat here on the couch and just came up with a brilliant idea. We're like, guys, shorts. Like, no, don't take it from us. Literally the biggest YouTuber. Go and watch or like listen to that podcast that we've mentioned. It's the Full Send yeah. podcast with Mr. Beast. He said literally word for word, if you are not doing shorts right now and if you're not planning on doing it in 2023, you are missing out. Period. Yeah, minute 58 in the video. Exactly. So just just check it out. And also even to quote YouTube themselves, they also are saying that you will make more money with YouTube Shorts right now than with the YouTube Shorts fund. So 
there is a big increase. If you're already doing YouTube Shorts right now, you're also going to make more money. Marcel. So I, I, I know, Marcel, you're more in the long-form content, but are you considering Shorts in the future maybe? Or have you thought about it? I have like the same feelings like George when, when YouTube Shorts just go, go in on YouTube. I first thought that, oh no, they are doing, <laughs> they are doing bad with, the, with this new feature. And I just like pop up a video about all the truth about YouTube Shorts like two years ago and saying bad things about them. But I think every time they are like focusing more on the like struggling lamb, as as George said, and and it's, it's the same about if Mr. Beast says that Mr. Beast knows a lot more than us. So if he is trying yeah. to do one video per one short per day, that's crazy. And that's giving us a lot of information about the, this, this idea. And then people like moves, people always like is searching money. So in, if in TikTok you earn three times less than in YouTube, is is what you Ron said. A lot of people will go to YouTube just to try to to go viral there because they are earning a lot more money. So we we have to see how this this continue. Yeah. But I. Totally, if these just continue like this, I will start creating shorts. And this is the first time I really thought about that because I always don't really love shorts, not just because I prefer long, long content for this mix that you said on the channel, but now they implement to the uh, uh, YouTube, YouTube long videos and shorts like on, on a channel and you can divide it. So now they are, I think, doing good things with shorts and totally, uh, I will start on 2023 uploading my first shorts. Well, I did like 15 yeah. shorts two years ago, uh, but not not more than that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I understand. But things changed. Like YouTube is, is, is adapting really slow, but when they are adapting, they're doing it in a proper way. Like they launched shorts two years ago and like a month ago, they connected it with the long form content while they were like, it's a quite obvious choice, but I'm sure they have their reasoning for it. Like maybe they wanted to watch how TikTok would evolve, how TikTok would grow. Uh, but yeah, like to, to, to also rephrase Mr. Beast, it's, it's a literal power move what YouTube is doing because yeah, when you're a big, big creator on TikTok, you're going to make a lot of money on YouTube as well. Since I think the strategies you can use on TikTok can also be usable, you can also use them on YouTube Shorts, I think. Uh, talking about YouTube Shorts right now, if you're listening to this podcast, we're probably already selected someone in the Discord community that we will help for free to grow a YouTube Shorts channel from scratch. So if you're curious how it went, make sure to check out our Discord uh, group uh, and you can see uh, how that person grow his YouTube Shorts channel from scratch to hopefully 100,000 or millions of views. Um, I have all the faith in it that we'll, we'll make it work, but check it out for yourself. And uh, I think we can maybe uh, go to the next subject. Uh, well, I, yeah. I want to say last, last thing about, oh, about yeah. shorts. I, I, I feel like, as, as, as both said, that YouTube now is, is full time on shorts and trying to fuel something big. So at least without such perspective, we can feel something like that. And an interesting thing I will love to see in the future is shorts, SEO on shorts. What about if we can like rank uh, short videos on the search base? Yeah, that can be crazy yeah. too. It, 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 it is possible. I uh, have some shorts ranking on certain keywords um, and you also will make more money out of those than uh, when they're in the shorts feed. 
but it's possible. Uh, like the YouTube shorts are getting also uh, different kind of positions in, in the search results. Like sometimes they're quite high. Uh, like it depends a little bit on the topic, but yeah, I, I, like I, I can imagine YouTube will experiment experiment with that as well. Maybe put the shorts at the top first or... Yeah, we will see. see. Okay, now yeah. we can pass. <laughs> Very good. Yeah. The next topic we have here is recapping the conversation we had with uh, Dave Nick. So yeah, it was fun. It was fun. It was it was a really nice conversation we had. It was a Saturday morning, and he was quite early. He was yeah. Right? He, he was he was in Bali. Still didn't have breakfast, and uh, it was it, it went pretty well. So. To me, honestly, the biggest kind of takeaway that like I'm still thinking after, you know, a couple of days even is what he said when I asked him about his external monetization. What is the biggest source for, for millions? And, <laughs> and what yeah. and oh, let me get to that. And what he would do if he would have to start from scratch. So like Marcel said, Dave sold, he said he, he did 4,000 sales with a $1,000 digital course, which brings him to $4 million in revenue. Now, usually when a business does revenue, that's like, ah, don't tell me the revenue, just show me the, the, the net profit. Margin, yeah, yeah. But the thing is, and here's where I really want to emphasize your attention. When you're doing YouTube and when you're creating content you are getting free traffic well i mean there is cost it's either your time and energy that you're making into the video or you're paying someone else the money to produce these videos but still like it's the the cost of creating videos is negligible whoa that's a complicated word i said there negligible to the proportion of the margin you have on your digital product if someone goes and buys your $1,000 product with a YouTube video that you posted half a year ago, tell me a better business model than that online. Yeah, it's a good ROI, you know, return on investment, it's, it's huge. It's the craziest <laughs> ROI. And I want to add to that, that like I've had a little bit of experience in that field. Like I've sold some courses before, I'd sold some mentorships, whatever people were reaching out to me. And besides that, I also did e-commerce. I did, I do YouTube. I did a bunch of different affiliate marketing things online. And I can tell you that by, by far, that is the single most highest ROI or highest profit margin um, online business model for sure. And that's yeah. what really yeah. stuck with me. De definitely, but you, 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 we've all seen the trend like since Ty Lopez started with, I'm in front of my Lamborghini and you know, but yeah. It, it, they all started it for a reason, uh, but I, I do think like the it's 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 more important now about providing the right value, and if you do it properly in a digital product, yeah, you, you can you make great margins, and you you can also help people in a good way uh, and make money in a good way, which of course with the money you can invest maybe in more courses to help more people out. So it's a, it's it especially if you have a YouTube channel with with a specific audience. Like even if you have a thousand views, those thousand views are like a specific audience. It's even if you have like a, uh, or 
1% or 10% conversion rate, which I think 10% conversion rate is pretty doable since your audience is such so specific. I feel if like that's a, a lot. Yeah, it's a lot, but if, yeah, okay, maybe 5%, but if your audience is so specific and you make a very good product market fit, like if you exactly know the problems of your audience and you could provide the perfect solution, I think out of the thousand views, 5% is not that unreasonable. I have, I have an, an example. So that, yeah, go ahead. Uh, but first of all, uh, let's say that for me, the industry of courses is the best industry in the world. I, I don't know uh, any other industry online that you can make that much money, that that net profit. That's it's crazy. It's crazy. I think it's bigger than what I imagine, because a lot of pe uh, yeah. because a lot of people just that I talk to just make one k, two k. 2,000 euros with YouTube automation, they start with courses and they earn 10,000, 20,000. It's crazy. I, I say, oh my yeah, God, there yeah. is more people that, that I imagine there. And what, what you was saying, Ron, that's totally like that because I worked with a channel like three years ago that uh, was about uh, um, Bitcoin mining, like the, yeah, the yeah. mining of Bitcoin. It was like a very strange business, but that doesn't matter, it's yeah. just for the example, but he just do every video about this Bitcoin mining website, how much money he was making and how he does that. He has 20, uh, two, 200 subscribers, 200, yeah. Thousand. No, 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 200. 200. 200. 200. Two, two zero, 200 subscribers. Uh, 2,200. No, 200 subscribers. 200, 200, yeah. Oh, 200. Yeah. Oh, and okay. I, I, I he contacts me and we start working together and when he well he, we grow in just one month to 1000 because i just do some strategies and like and, and some things on the channel and with one 1k 1000 subscribers he then monetized the channel and he sell a course on about about not, not a course like a mentorship about this website with 1000 subscribers he he earned 20000 euros that's, that's crazy. I, I I feel <gasps> crazy, yeah. First, first the the, the funny way was that he he started like with a master class, like what what uh, we like you did like two weeks ago, uh, no one week ago I don't know. Uh, and he he do a master class of twenty euros just to join, and then, and then on the master class he sells the course. So it was like uh, <laughs> you just you go to the master class and then he sells uh, like the biggest course. And it was crazy results. I just, I then had a lot of problems with that person, but they, he, he made me realize that the button, like the YouTube uh, power. Yeah. 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 But if you have like that specific audience that wants to know more about Bitcoin mining, I don't know. It's such a specific interest that you can make a, s a very specific, relatable product. That yeah. Fits yeah. With it. So it's, yeah, yeah, that's with yeah, with one thousand subscribers, just one hundred, two hundred views per video. He just has this community. He sells that and crazy. Yeah, yeah, it was crazy. Now that, now that is the power of external monetization. How crazy is and that? And the power of YouTube as well. And the power of YouTube for yeah. sure. Um, two things that I want to quickly touch on here. First off, like we said, if you're if you're if you have views and you don't have any external monetization tied into your video, you are missing out. You're leaving money on the table. That's first off. Second of all, 
if you go the route of, okay, I want to put something and then you go for an affiliate offer. And this is something that Dave Nick said as well. Well, an affiliate offer, like he said, is the lazy way to monetize externally because you're only getting a fraction of, of the of the margin that the person is, is selling it, right? So he said that at his level, what he wants to do, what, what he's doing now is every new channel he starts is like super branded and has a digital product to it, which he can monetize and, and keep 100% of the profit. So this is something for you to keep in mind if you want to start uh, the hardest route, but the highest ROI route ugh, is going fully branded channel with a digital product. Anyway, a little thing before we move on is I feel like a lot of people or maybe it's just me, I don't know, but this is an important conversation to have is have a negative association with selling a digital course. Marcel and I, we had this conversation as well. And um, I feel like a lot of people have some kind of a negative association with selling a digital course. You know, maybe it started there and a lot of people are like, oh, but he doesn't know his stuff. He is just, he makes his money selling only digital courses and stuff. So kind of my two cents on this topic is that there's nothing wrong with selling a digital course and it's okay to do that even if you are not the top guy. What matters is that you are you have some experience and you are one chapter ahead of the other people. Now, if you guys watch the movie, it's called uh, Catch Me If You Can. It was well, who's the who was the actor? Leonardo DiCaprio. Leonardo Di and Tom Hanks. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Great movie. I'm sure a lot of people have seen it. And so I think in the book or in the interview, they asked him, like, listen, because he was teaching, a, remember a class he was teaching in a university? And they asked him, like, how were you able to teach a university class for one year when you know absolutely nothing about this? You've never studied to be a teacher. You've never studied to be a teacher in this subject. And he said this one thing, which I remember for the rest of my life. He's like, all you got to do is just stay one chapter ahead of the other students. And I think this is very powerful. You are never going to be the top guy. Someone always is going to be better than you. But there... It's Frank Abagnale, by the way, the actual guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, there, uh, and there are always going to be people who have less experience than you who would love to learn from you. I mean, listen, all of us would love to learn from Mr. Beast. And we can do that by studying his interviews and whatever. But... At the moment, he doesn't have a course where he's like, this is what I did, right? And frankly, who is going to be able to repeat what Mr. Beast did? No one. <laughs> Difficult. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's, that, that's kind of what I really wanted to say here as well. There is nothing wrong. And um, I think it's absolutely fine as long as, and this is the key, as long as, because what's the underlying value of a digital course? Well, underlying value is you delivering results. You taking a person from point A to point B. Now, where it becomes morally wrong is when you say, I'm going to get you from, let's say, whatever your promise is, from point A to point B, but then you never actually do that, right? 
So the key, yeah. the key to, to the success with, with a digital course is actually having good expectations, good, like a realistic promise, and then delivering on your results. If you say that I'm going to get you from zero to one, perfect. If you say I'm going to get you from one to a hundred, also great. But you, whatever you say you're going to do or help or promise, that's exactly the result you need to deliver. You won't be able to deliver the result to 100, by the way, I'm going on a rant, I'm sorry. You won't <laughs> be able to deliver the result to 100% of the people because some people are just not going to be able to uh, put in the work. Some people are not going to do, like, do it. But so you should, we, like everyone should account for that. But yeah. overall, you get the point. You also need to set the expectation up front. But if I, if, like, when I look back at my YouTube journey, especially with the YouTube automation, like if I had a course right from the beginning, a right course that fitted my, my, like my, the beginning of my journey, I would have saved so much money. Like we talked about this earlier. I started with another channel in the money, ma money making niche, horrible niche. Everyone that, ha that looked like for a second at the channel would say, this is not going to work. I still continued for like four months. If I just bought like a course, even for $1,000, I would even save myself $3,000. Like probably in the course I was going to read, don't start in a money-making <laughs> niche because this region and this region, you know? Yeah. It would save me a lot of money. So sometimes, you, like of course you need to find the right uh, guy that fits with your interest and you have a comfortable feeling that he knows his stuff. But it can save you a lot of money, especially if you're at the beginning of the big mountain you're going to climb, you know, and you're going to avoid those cliffs while climbing the mountain with the course. That's like how you, how you can see it. and save yourself a lot of money a lot of times. At least like I was too stubborn to not buy anything because I was thinking like I can do it on my own. I could do it on my own, but I, I was burning money on my own. That was what I actually was doing. But I, th I uh, think there are like two yeah. points on bad when usually you sell a course. The first one is that usually when you start selling, uh, you, you, if, you are like, if you have an audience or something like that, you start earning a lot of money. So you start focusing more on selling more courses that uh, continue learning. And I have seen that in yeah. a lot of times. And that's for me like is, is a mistake or is something I really don't like. Because if I, I, if I yeah. buy someone's course uh, and he is not continue like growing and trying to learn more, I know this, my, I will just have this information and, and that's, that's all. And that's one point I, I really like um, value a lot. If I buy uh, someone's course and I know he's in the business and he, like for example, if Mr. Beast has a course, I know he will just continue uploading uh, uh, and, and continue like having us like on, on the last news. So that's, that's one point. And, and the other one is that if you are just one point ahead about the person you are teaching, for me, you have to have this in mind to not put like an accessible prices. That's the first one, because of course I can teach you about how to grow on YouTube automation, but um, I don't know, Dave Nick or Mr. Beast, probably with her course, will, you will learn a lot more than me because I'm just some points ahead. So I have to uh, like keep this in mind to put prices or to, to do some offers according to that. Because of course you can learn from me, but yeah. you will learn a lot more from Mr. Beast. So that's why exactly. yeah, this. Yeah, it's a different kind of offer. But I agree on what the first thing you said. Like, 
some people are not in there for the long term. Like, for example, if you give a course about a specific thing, the market changes every month, maybe every week even. So you need to, to have your course updated as well to, to serve your audience the best way possible. And uh, yeah, a lot of people are just, just for a one-time selling and then you never talk to them again. And that's the mistake a lot of people made, I think, in the early days. Uh, I can see now people are improving because also the consumer is getting smarter and smarter. They want to know what kind of value they will get in the course, but also on the long run. Uh, but yeah, I, I agree. It's about value and yeah, value for money, especially. And, and just one, 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 last, one last point about the affiliates uh, like that we talked before. With my experience, I used to experiment that if you are earning like X amount with AdSense, you can earn five or 10, 10 times more with affiliates usually, just for you having in mind. I used to like think about 10 times, but if you are in a high RPM and CPM, probably it's not that high. But usually if I do with affiliates, I earn like $10 with AdSense, 100 with affiliate. $100 with AdSense, 1000 with affiliate. So that's coming back to your coming back to your point about uh, pricing of the course. <clears throat> so I think about pricing and let me know how you think about it in terms of the value you provide. So let's say you buy a course which is one one thousand dollars or five hundred dollars, right? What is the value that justifies that price? If you go and start a channel based on that course. And that of course makes you, you make your money back. You make 500 back or you make a thousand back. Does, does the, is the price justified or not? What do you think? Yeah, I was thinking when you said that and totally. If I, for example, sell a course of $1,000, but I stay with you doing mentorship twice a week and like with you really, probably the price is justified. So that's, yeah, that's, yeah. that's true. That's more on the value too, that on the skill. Yeah. It's like, we ask like, you know, someone offers a service to a business and uh, the first question we get is like, oh, they're interested. How much should I charge them? Well, it's not, you should ask yourself, not what should I charge them, but what kind of a value I'm providing for that business? Because based on how much value, if you go out and you, make a company with your uh, job an extra $100,000 per year, are you entitled to 50%? Not entitled. Are you, are you, should, be, should you be compensated 50% to that? You know, at least they have the systems. They have everything as they're running. But like if you can increase their sales, then that's how much value you're adding to their business. And usually on the courses are like three, three parts about is like if you do a course that people has to do it yourself, like his, himself, the, all the info. This is less valuable that if it's uh, done with you, that you stay like with them doing the, the things. And then the highest paid is the done for you. That is that you do it for them. But they're like these three stages. Yeah. But I, I'm not a big fan of the done for you because you learn nothing. You're like, oh, here, take my money and do everything for me. You don't grow as a person. On a, on a, on a course, it's no. It's most value. On a course, it doesn't have yeah. much sense. It's, it's, it's more like on a PDF or on a finance, for example. Yeah. Or another. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Value is the key to everything. It's like, <laughs> funny story, before we move on to the last topic of today's podcast. When I was 
starting when I was going through, I'm still going, when I was starting my entrepreneurial journey, I would ask myself a question. What's the secret? What's the key to making money? Like, where does money come from, right? Why? Why does someone make a lot of money and I don't make any money? And it's interesting. I went to, <laughs> I went to Amsterdam. Very good. And I believe in the power of the psychedelics. And so I consumed magic truffles. But I consumed it intentionally, intentionally with the goal to ask the universe, what's the answer to that question? Because I couldn't figure it out. And so what the universe told me is that everything starts, everything you want, first off, you need to deserve what you want. And second of all, everything starts by serving other people. Instead of asking yourself, what can I get for myself? You should ask what I can give to other people. Hypothetical example. Let's say you're dropped off, butt naked. You have nothing on you, just a piece of cloth, no water, no food, no money, nada. You are dropped off in some remote village. There are only 150 in the middle of the desert. And there are only like 150 people, tribal people who live there. Now, question. How do you go about surviving in that village? Well, the answer is pretty simple. You go up to the people and you're like, hello, I'm about to die. How can I help you? I need to survive. You're going to offer your, you're not going to be like, oh, I'm, I, I'm, I'm here. I don't have anything. No, no, no. Like in order to survive, you're going to go there and you're going to ask them, hey, how can I help you? Maybe I can help you with the garden. Maybe I can help carry the water. Maybe I can do something right around the house or whatever. And then only after doing something for other people are you then able to expect something, them giving you shelter, them giving you food or water or maybe some money. Money is probably irrelevant in a small village. Yeah, <laughs> I think it is as well. But I think then we're back again at the value thing. I think value... Like money follow, follows the value yeah. that you're giving. Yeah. That's yeah. An example for that. If you are not earning money, it's because you don't provide that value enough to the society. Oof. Yeah. I love that. If, yeah. Yeah. So if you're broke right now, you know what to do. <laughs> you got to become a more valuable person, really. Yeah, yeah totally. And whatever, whatever it is. I can feel that I'm, a, I'm very valuable. But if, if then I see how much I earn, Society doesn't say the same, so probably I have to. <laughs> I have to really. Yeah, like, but you can, um, People lie, but numbers don't. True, but you you can also provide value through products. For example, I have still have my e-commerce product uh, company where I, with my products, people relieve certain body pains, and I provide them value through my products while I'm not being there. Like the, the products keep selling, so it's also a term of value. But yeah. Value is different. I mean, the value you're providing is setting up the whole logistics system from where your supplier is delivering it and yeah. making sure everything is working and the person just clicks one button and the next day he gets the product delivered to his house. I might have one thing, by the way. Yeah. One very important thing is that if you're listening right now and you're still not in the Discord channel, you need to join because it's free. I would have to agree with Ron. 100% bro, I agree with you. If you are listening to this, you're, you're, you're liking what you're hearing. 
Especially they're still listening near the end. If you're still listening right now and you're not in the Discord channel, I think by, wrong with I you. I think maybe. by that time I mentioned that like, Marcel, do you have anything to add? People are like, click yeah. away. Anyway, um, go down to the description, join the Discord uh, community. It's the best community about starting a business on YouTube by far. If anyone tells you otherwise, don't listen to them. Thank you so much for watching, viewing. Don't forget to subscribe and we will see you guys next week. Ciao. Yes, ciao.